This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, a podcast that is for you, the bartenders, the servers, everybody that works in the service industry out there. How is everybody doing? It is, uh, we're almost a month into the new year right now, and you know, things are, you know, kind of weird. I mean, uh, the celebrities that I've known all my life are all dropping like flies right now, and it's just crazy out there right now. Well, that's what I've been saying for the last probably two years. But if you guys knew any of those celebrities or admired any of those celebrities in one way or another, whether it was Betty White, Sidney Poitier, uh, let's see, Ronnie Spector, uh, you know, anybody that's passed away in the last uh, month, you know, hopefully you pay a little bit of tribute to them, maybe listen to their music, watch one of their movies, or... Do one of those really cool things where you leave a shot out or a drink out on your bar and just don't tell anybody why it's there. But anyway, uh, now that we got that out of the way, let's get on to, with tonight's drink special. This one comes from the tipsybartender.com. I admire this guy a lot. This guy does a lot for making new drinks and experimenting and all that sort of thing. Um, go check his uh, YouTube channel out, his TikTok page, his website, tipsybartender.com. This drink we he calls Date Night. Now, he describes it like this. Dates and whiskey combine in a crazy mixology drink for some of the most outrageous boozy flavors you'll ever experience. Trust us. Now, what you're going to need to make this Date Night drink is one, half, one and a half ounces of bourbon, one ounce of pomegranate juice, quarter ounce of lemon juice, half ounce of Torani Amber, Amer, A-M-E-R, and a half ounce uh, date syrup and tonic water. And if you have a, a few dates handy, go ahead and uh, use that as your garnish. Now, how you make it? You combine bourbon, the Tarani Amer, the pomegranate juice, the date syrup, and the lemon juice, and sh- uh, put it all in the shaker with ice and shake the shit out of it. You strain the mix into a glass over ice Top it off with some tonic water and garnish with a date skewer. It sounds pretty interesting. I uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, tried to eat a date, and ever since you know I uh, tried to avoid it for quite a while because of uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. One of those dates killed a monkey. Mm. But give that uh, date night drink a try. Let me know what you thought of it. You can email me, dude, at Hey Bartender Podcast, or you can reach me on any of my social networks all of them facebook instagram and tiktok are all at hey bartender podcast and uh you know let me think uh, let me know what you thought of it so i can tell people about it or drop a line to the tipsy bartender i'm sure he'd love to hear some of you guys talk about his drinks i'm not uh in any contact with the tipsy bartender i'm not friends with him i well i think i follow him on social medias but i don't think he follows me but I am a great admirer of all this stuff. Uh, he really does it up big with the jungle juices and stuff like that that he does. It's almost scary. And he actually does uh, encourage people, if you're going to make something big, don't use the expensive stuff. Go uh, and use uh, the stuff on the bottom of the shelf. Use Monarch or 
Rothschild or something like that. You know, it, there's no need when you're going to make a big bucket full of whatever. Uh, there's no need to buy the really expensive stuff. Uh, before I start talking about tonight's topic, I want to make sure to thank everybody who uh, has been across my t- TikTok page. I've been doing this thing just randomly. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But every once in a while, there are lines from movies, TV shows, whatnot, that I always wish that I could have said to a customer if I would have gotten the opportunity. I've uh, given you guys a few moments. I've gotten text messages and stuff from people where they uh, hope and pray for the day where somebody says, you want to step outside? And they're they're able to say, no, thanks. I don't need a blowjob right now. And uh, that was one of my sayings, which I think I stole from another movie. But uh, it's, uh, you know, I've been doing this, these things, uh, things that I wish I uh, could say when I was a bartender. And I did one uh, from Blazing Saddles. And usually the views on my TikToks are somewhere around 300 uh, on very, very rare occasions, a little bit over 1,000. But for some reason, one I did on Blazing Saddles where... Uh, a guy who uh, drink like that and don't eat, he is going to die. And uh, the other one uh, where uh, it was a quote from the movie Johnny Dangerously, I got over 10,000 views on those things. Now, it's not rated on views, really. It's rated on likes. But the fact that uh, TikTok is allowing me to expound and uh, my videos to be shown to a greater amount of people uh, it feels pretty good to at least know that there are people out there watching the videos that I make, even though they're not incredibly creative or anything like that. And it surprises the living shit out of me. Now, Bla- Blazing Saddles, if you have never seen that movie, um, I got nothing. I I was going to make fun of you guys in uh, one way or another. But great movie. Uh, Johnny Dangerously, I was actually really, really surprised how many people actually knew that movie? I thought that was one of those movies that was long forgotten about. Uh, stars Michael Keaton, Joe Piscopo, uh, Danny DeVito, and it's a great gangster comedy. But I didn't think anybody knew about that movie. But when I put up the line where Joe Piscopo says, You shouldn't grab me, Johnny. My mother grabbed me once. Once. And I put that uh, line up there, and people actually were watching it and liking it, and I was just like, whoa, cool. So, once again, me riding on the coattails of other people to uh, boost my fame and fortune. Well, mostly fame because I don't have any fortune. Okay, no fame either. But, you know, I've been doing this uh, podcast for a little while, you know, and there's still time. You know, uh, as long as I can get, uh, get a hold of some bartenders to be guests on my show, which I'll tell you right now, if you want to be on Hey Bartender podcast and you've been in the service industry, whether you're a bartender, server, dishwasher, uh, you want to promote your album. If you've been even worked as a stewardess or a flight attendant, that's what they're called now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, anybody that's worked in the service industry, I'd love to talk to you, sit and have a conversation with you on this show. It'd be a lot of fun, and uh, you know, if you listen to my show, you know how laid back I am, and you don't really have to worry about anything, because I, what was it, Uh, uh, the woman I had on uh, a while back, she's an event bartender, Roxanne the bartender, yeah, 
Uh, I told her, you don't have to do anything. This is a completely audio podcast. You can uh, show up in sweats if you want. And uh, true, the video, uh, I do record the conversation, or I don't record the conversations through video. I'd like to use video just because I find it easier to, uh, to uh, interview people when I can actually see them. But uh, it's all audio. So you don't have to dress up. You don't have to do anything. Be as comfortable as you like because, like I tell everybody, Hey Bartender Podcast, it's just like hanging out at a diner late at night with your buddies after shift and you're just swapping stories. That's all you're doing. And it gives everybody a chance to promote themselves. Like uh, like this last week, uh, a guest that I had on uh, uh, way back, Kimberly De Niro, I interviewed her. Uh, a little over a year ago. And I found out this week she was on The Tonight Show doing her comedy stuff. I mean, she told me that she was uh, a bartender and she uh, also wor- works on her comedy. And I happened to talk to her right when COVID started and she didn't have a job right then and there. But I found out that a guest that was on my show was on The Tonight Show. And I, of course, wanted to rub it in The Tonight Show's face saying, hey, hey. She was on my show first, you know, but, uh, you know, who heard that? So anyway, anyway, on to tonight's subject, I threw a question out there and I had a person ask me, let's see what their name was. Uh, Cuddy Patootie. Uh, I guess that's how it is. Uh, anyway, that person, uh, they asked me, uh, what is dating during COVID going to be like? And let's, uh, even expand that up into 2022. Now, uh, dating in uh, in the last couple of years has been difficult for everybody. Uh, I'm having, well, uh, truth being told, I'm just going to come out and tell you guys because I trust you guys. I haven't really been on a serious date uh, in five years. Uh, so, you know, a couple problems uh, with the last relationship, not to mention COVID, and I don't like going out to bars all that much by myself unless I know somebody that's going to be there with me. And dating websites kind of suck where I'm at. I don't know what they're if they're very active where you are, but uh, yeah, dating websites kind of suck out here. But let's face it, some of us in, that work in the service industry, we kind of have to do the uh, dating websites and stuff like that just because, one, uh, dating in the workplace is usually not the greatest idea of all time. Sometimes, you know, some people make a good relationship out of it and some people, the relationship ends very badly. And, uh, you know, it dating while, uh, uh, people while you're at work, uh, it can cause trouble, honestly. And, uh, so, you know, you got to turn, uh, if you're into one, uh, one of those people that doesn't believe you should date your customers or date your coworkers and you got to turn to something else. Uh, I mean, let's, come on people. I mean, we hang out at a bar three, four, five days a week. Uh, and you know, you finally get to the week, your weekend, whether it's on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or whatever, you don't really want to hang out at a bar anymore. You just, you know, Netflix and chill, you know, cause you know, you got to get away from the loud music, or you got to get away from the obnoxious customers, or but there are days where you go out to the bar and go visit your coworker while they're behind the bar and you're not. But uh, sometimes you just have those moments where you're like, "Ah, I cannot handle the bar scene right now," 
but I really want to go out and I don't have anybody to go out with. So you start thinking about you, it's time to go meet somebody. And I, I've gone through this just recently. I was, I was like, okay, it's time to get off my ass uh, and actually go out and meet somebody. So I tried some of the dating sites and uh, out here where I live, uh, the expectations are uh, interesting. I think it has to do with my age. I am 45 now, and so if I date some of the that's my age, they're going to have uh, extra things coming along with them. I'm not just talking about kids, but experiences and whatnot. It's uh, and it's something that uh, you got to work through together if you believe that it would be a good relationship or uh, it might last a little while. But there you are. You're sitting with your tablet, with your cell phone, on the computer, whatever, and you're just coasting through all of these pictures. Because, you know, if you're like me, yeah, you want to see a picture that goes along with that profile. It's uh, not necessarily paranoia. It's not necessarily... it. It's more comforting when you can actually see their face. And uh, that's, that's just the way I am. Now, uh, some of you people out there probably do believe that uh, you want to be more than what your face is, but it there's a comfort level for me where if I can see their face, I'm more comfortable and more likely to uh, want to talk to them. And so, uh, but then you send them a message, you don't get anything back. You send another person a message, you don't get anything back. You send another person a message and all they do is send you their Snapchat link. Or in some cases, they send you the link to their accounting page, their only friends account. You get what you catch my drift. You know what I mean. And so you're, you know, sometimes uh, you think, oh, she uh, she's got an accounting page, or he's got an accounting page. I've 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 hit pay dirt here. They've got uh, uh, you know needs. They got no no. That's just somebody that decided to. Uh, try to up their income a little bit by, you know, sending it, uh, reeling you in. Oh, is that what catfishing comes from? Oh, um, and uh, try to get you to uh, go on their link, maybe buy a video or something like that. I'm not just talking about ladies. There's men with accounting pages out there too. So in case anybody has a problem with anything I just said, just know that. But dating during COVID right now, I mean, you go, uh, it's different in almost every city or county in the United States. Uh, it's like I, I took a trip out to Washington just recently and uh, everybody's still wearing masks and you can wear, uh, you have to wear a mask when you walk into a restaurant, but you can take it off once you sit down. Now, out here in Texas, a little bit more lenient. They, uh, they, uh, not people, the customers don't have to wear a mask if they don't want to. And so maybe it's a little bit easier out here. If you decide to go, go to phase two and meet face to face, this is, I listen, people, I really don't see the COVID restrictions or anything like that really lightening up. And, uh, the thing that worries me the most, I don't see it lightening up that much in the future. So we're just going to have to deal with it. But Say that you did meet somebody online and you decide, okay, neutral territory. Let's go to a coffee shop. Let's go to a restaurant. 
and or a bar. And then we'll sit, we'll talk, and see where it goes from there. And watching people uh, go on a first date or just finally meet up uh, for the first time face-to-face is usually nice. It's kind of fun to see people... Uh, are you, yes, I am. Uh, it's great to meet you. Have a seat. What can I, uh, can I buy you a drink? And it's kind of fun to watch it get started. And then they're in that awkward phase. You watch your customers, you watch them carefully. They go into this awkward phase where they have to start talking about themselves. I have noticed, uh, since I was a bartender that a lot of people really, aren't that comfortable talking about themselves, but you have to, this is like a job interview. You know, do you, are you going to get the job of being this person's plus one or are you going to be ghosted the next day? Now this is where people get a little bit excited and it's kind of fun for me to watch because I, uh, I can be a little cruel and sadistic when it comes to watching people start dating for the first time. Cause I'll sit there and try to guess when, which person just lost the other person. I mean, I mean, it happens all the time. They, they just happen to say one little detail of their life that they are proud of, that they uh, have worked hard to be, or a goal that they've always wanted or own something that they've always wanted to own, and the other person absolutely hates it. Like... Uh, that's where the whole uh, thing that you see on dating websites, must love dogs comes up or, uh, you know, one person's, uh, what was that on an episode of house where, uh, Wilson, he was doing a speed dating thing and he mentions that he's an oncologist and every woman he talks to says that they had lost a family member to cancer. And, you know, then you you can hear the plane crashing every time. And, you know, and somehow that gets hold against, held against you for the rest of the day. It, I mean, once you hear that plane crash, you can try your best to pull yourself out of the wreckage and, uh, and see if you can salvage whatever's left of the plane to get back to where you're from. Or you can just say, well... Uh, Sorry to hear that. Uh, uh, I guess we should say goodnight. I'll take care of the tab. Do you want me to get you an Uber? Especially nowadays. I mean, uh, in 2022, uh, it is with the help of uh, social media, uh, 21 and 22, with the help of social media, everybody has uh, developed a voice and their opinion has become louder than anything, you know, then, uh, louder than a jet engine going by. I don't know why I keep making plane references, but if you're sitting there, you're having a nice conversation and then all of a sudden, uh, politics or the latest news comes up, you, uh, I would, if I saw that, I would advise to the person who just got surprised by this conversation to tread lightly uh, because, uh, and also make a decision whether that's the type of conversation that they want to be hearing for the, uh, for the however long they decide to date or if they're going to be together for the rest of their lives. For example, COVID. Uh, on one of the dating websites that I recently jumped on, and uh, I noticed 
that a lot of the profiles on there uh, had a sticker on them that said vaccinated. Now, some people might not be comfortable with dating somebody that hasn't been vaccinated uh, in that case, but there also might be some people who are not comfortable dating somebody who has been vaccinated. You know, you hear about the anti-vaxxers all the time. Now, I'm, I've been vaccinated, and I, that's, that was my choice. That's what I wanted to do uh, because it would make it easier and make, make me feel safer to be around uh, my parents, my family, and all that stuff, even though they've all been vaccinated too. But ultimately, it was my choice. I, I decided I'm going to get vaccinated. And, um, and then I got the booster a lot later and I, you guys already know, I already told you guys that the people at my work, they, uh, after I told them I got vaccinated, they were like, nice knowing you. And I still say it's bullshit. It hasn't been nice for them to know me, uh, cause they can't handle my sense of humor. They can't handle how smart ass I am. And you know, I've, I know I've made their lives a living hell with some of the stuff I said, and you know what? I'm fucking proud of it. But there are going to be people that were uh, will talk to you about vaccinations. And, uh, you know, that's another subject that I uh, would warn my customers. Tread lightly on that. I mean, I just gave you my excuse why I decided to get vaccinated. Now, I don't know if that just turned every woman off in the country that uh, or in the world that listens to my show. But, uh, uh, you know, it's the truth. And there's reasoning behind it because I'm looking out for my family and I'm looking out for uh, friends and uh, somewhat my coworkers. If this was back in the day when I used to work behind the bar, I would do it to protect my coworkers there wholeheartedly. The work uh, coworkers at the job I have now, uh, they can fend for themselves. And not to mention COVID uh, has made it a great reason for me to interview people over zoom and stuff like that just because uh you know that we're socially distanced and you know and that's it goes along with uh, i think covid would probably go along with another subject i think it would be filed under political maybe uh things you don't talk about in the bar i mean you don't talk about politics you don't talk about religion uh, because everybody's got their own opinion and odds are it's going to clash somewhere and it's going to start an argument and then problems arise. I actually kind of wonder sometimes when I'm walking through uh, the store, go pick up some a uh, couple ribeyes and some green beans for dinner, and I sit back and wonder if I've never done it personally, but I've heard of stories of people picking up people at the grocery store. I wonder if that is even a thing anymore since a lot of places don't allow you to come into the grocery store without a mask. In situations where you have to wear a mask, do people get hit on nearly as much because they don't see their face anymore? And yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. Maybe I'll contact pussy boss about that, but to get to the situation where, uh, the dates, uh, the dates actually happen. I mean, people are being a little bit more distant from each other. Uh, they're more likely to go to a bar in pairs, bring a friend with them just, uh, so they have somebody to talk to instead of hoping somebody comes over and talks to them or they're able to go over and talk to somebody else. I mean, sure. The thing still happens where uh, like that old friend of mine, who I felt really bad for him when he told me this story where he decided that he needed to get off his ass and go out and get himself a girlfriend because he was tired of being alone. 
And then he goes into a bar where he isn't as well known as he is in, uh, in the town that he's at walks over to girl introduces himself and she says, not interested right off the bat, just says not interested. And you know that he is a genuinely nice guy. And that had to uh, punch him in the gut a little bit when she did that to him. And, uh, you know, just automatically uh, blurred out, I'm not interested. Maybe he was just trying to get to know somebody, anybody. Just trying to make a friend, you know, and she just blurts out, not interested. And I I felt bad for him when that happened to him. And I think that's what keeps me from uh, trying to walk up and introduce myself to... uh, to women in the bar because uh, I'm afraid of getting that kind of rejection. Yes. Yes. I am the George McFly uh, type when it comes to meeting people in bars. I don't think I can handle that kind of rejection. Yeah. It's scary uh, when you uh, try to walk up and meet somebody, but sometimes scary can be fun. I mean, oftentimes when uh, if, if I go into a bar and uh, I see somebody, if they smile at me, I get insanely nervous uh, and go, is she smiling at me because I have something on my face? Is she smiling at the person behind me? Is you know I come up with a thousand and four different reasons why not to go over there because I don't want to suffer the embarrassment of uh, going over there and she said, oh no, I was just smiling at that direction because I had a friend uh, standing over there and he, they were doing a headstand uh while singing the national anthem of Turkey. Still, though, I remember that story where, uh, well, it's not, I remember that it's not a story. It actually happened. Uh, I went to a pool hall with some friends, and when I was about to line up a shot, the waitress, she waited for a second, and then right when I was about to make my shot, she yelled, Boo! And I laughed. She laughed, and then she went back to work. The guys I was hanging out with, dude, she's totally interested in you. Go after her. And I was like, she's a waitress. She's working right now. She can't deal with the guy trying to uh, pick her up or something like that. Yeah, I uh, tried to get her attention a couple times, but she didn't. Uh, it was like I was invisible. You know, she she was just having a little bit of fun with one uh, with one unsuspecting customer. But most of the time, waitresses... They're concentrating on their work. They're not really concentrating on, uh, uh, you know, trying to pick up somebody or finding Mr. Right or Mr. Right now or Mrs. Right and Mrs. Right now. You know, it could happen any direction. You know, you're only getting this perspective because I'm a uh, I'm a dude. OK. But the big question is, are people looking uh, looking to date right now? I mean, I do laugh at those TikTok videos where. Uh, somebody says that they've, uh, it's day 863 without getting laid. They decided to eat a Kentucky fried chicken biscuit without any water, just to know what it's being like to be choked again. I, you know, personally, I found that funny. Sorry if you are offended by that, but I, for some reason thought that was funny. Maybe it's because I'm sick twisted. Maybe it's just because I, uh, yeah, I'll make, I can make up a thousand reasons. I'm not going to get into it, but, uh, I don't know if people are actually trying to date anymore uh, or right now because, you know, um, it's it's scary out there right now with COVID because people are still a little antsy. I don't want to catch COVID and are going to a public area where one person in that has COVID in that area could infect the whole group 
or I don't want to go on a date with a person that hasn't been vaxxed because if I decide that I want to kiss them, I don't want to end up in the hospital next week. Um, I mean, whatever happened in the days where you just worried about getting the clap? That's not funny. It's not funny at all. But, uh, but you know, I'm that's, that's just what I'm saying. I mean, uh, you know, instead of wearing condoms, we got to wear masks. Instead of, uh, you know, I can't think of another instead of. And it's it's really scary for me because, uh, you know, I want to see, you know, when I stood behind the bar, I wanted to see people get together. I wanted to see people laugh. I wanted to see people make friends. And, you know, and, you know, blame myself that they got together because of my superior bartending skills. Not really, but in, in my own myth, my own legend that happens in my head, the, my bartending skills were very, very superior uh, until the next bartender came on shift. Then they were far superior. But it comes down to, you know, how you feel about it, how you, uh, how comfortable you are uh, going out in public. I mean, bartenders, servers right now, uh, well, anybody in the service industry, we all have to wear masks. That's been the mandate. If you work at the place, you have to wear a mask. Now, somebody answered me the question, since you have to wear that mask uh, during your whole shift, do you get hit on as often as you used to? Now, I wouldn't know because I, you know, because if a girl hit on me, I, uh, I would never know it unless they hit me over the head with a two-by-four. And even then, I'd probably sit back and think, uh, were you aiming for me or aiming for somebody else? But yeah, we are still all scared and wondering what tomorrow is going to be like, what next month is going to be like. And it all depends on what uh, mandates the government throws at us and uh, and whether or not you decided to uh, decide to follow what that ma- new mandate might be. And that's and remember, that choice is totally up to you. And that's your choice and yours alone. But dating is mostly based on looks, isn't it? I mean, that's what gets your attention first is uh, that person over there is pretty or good looking. And, uh, you know, if you sometimes you have to see past the mask in order to figure out, is that person uh, somebody that I would like to spend a little bit of time with? We're not talking long term people, uh, you know, because um uh, well, at my age, uh, I'm like I told you guys before, I'm 45 now. Uh, a lot of the women that I meet are immediately looking towards marriage. And my and sometimes I feel like a jerk for thinking, can we at least get to know each other first before we, you know, I make a promise. Yes, the dates that we go on are ultimately going to lead towards marriage. And that... Uh, that often worries me because that puts sets me on a uh, road to commitment that I want to explore. I want to enjoy and figure out, you know, what are the keys to making the, this person happy and not to mention what makes me happy because that ultimately is the most important. Sure, you want to please your partner. But you also got to make sure that you please yourself. Well, well, if you were pleasing yourself, you wouldn't be with a partner. But you, you, you guys know what you mean, what I mean. I mean, every once in a while, I look at Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and think, maybe they got it right. Because they've been together for 35 years, had kids together, 
and they've never taken the vows. They just never have. And they've been, uh, from what I know, I mean, some of you might be able to get on the tabloids and tell me different, but from what I know, they've been faithful to each other and, you know, good for them. And, uh, Besides, Kurt Russell was awesome in Big Trouble in Little China. I would say something nice about Goldie Hawn, but I don't think I've seen any of her movies in quite a while. I think the last movie I saw of hers was Death, was Death Becomes Her, and she was good in that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they've they've got it right. They never, uh, they never made the vows, and they've stayed ultimately very committed to each other. Marriage, all of a sudden became not a big deal. I mean, it is scary, scary nowadays to me that one in two marriages uh, uh, end up in divorce. One in two. You have a 50-50 shot to spending uh, spending the rest of your life with somebody. And, you know, those odds, I, I just don't like them. Now, I'm not saying I've never thought of marriage. Yes, I have thought of it. Uh, the, there have been times where I've been with a girlfriend and I sat back and thought, you know, I could spend the rest of my life with this person. And then ultimately, uh, something happens and it, uh, you know, it's a flaming uh, pile of dog shit somewhere, uh, after that. And, uh, some of the reasons I do know why, and some of those reasons were my fault, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, there's that whole process maybe maybe even during covid people are even afraid right now to die alone and they will do anything to find a partner to spend time with to uh experience things as soon as possible because they don't want to be alone they don't want to die alone that's an interesting thought i never thought of it that way before but as you guys are bartenders waitresses or work anything in the service industry, I highly suggest you people watch a pe- watch a pair of pe- people on their first date. It can be hilarious. And it can also be scary, and it can also make uh, give you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Because uh, you can watch somebody that is completely nervous, out of their mind, having an anxiety attack, right up into the point where the person, the other person comes in to meet them, and then they try to play it cool. And, you know, right before the other person come in, they're trying to straighten whatever they're wearing. They're making sure that their cell phone is off or at least silence. And, you know, they're uh, checking their cell phone, see if there's going to get a message like, I can't make it tonight. How about we try it for another time? You know, they're scared to death. But then the other person comes in, then you try to watch them uh, present themselves as uh, who they are, what they do. And, uh, you know, sometimes people share a little bit too much information that can be hilarious. And some people don't share enough information just because they're trust. They're just trying to, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm tiptoeing around this, but yeah, some of them are just out there to try to get laid. Then the other person is trying to figure that out. Are they only trying uh, hooking up with me tonight? So, uh, so they can have sex or are they try, uh, actually tr- trying for a relationship? Is this person going to ghost me if I sleep with them right away? Uh, and then all of a sudden they start getting paranoid about what if I'm bad in bed? And, what if they want to sleep with me tonight and I'm bad in bed and then they ghost me for that? Or, you know, it, you know, you watch these 
these people, uh, your customers, go through so much stuff, and it, it's crazy. You know, um, I've been trying to get an airline uh, a, a flight attendant to be on my show because I want to know some details about what it's like to work, uh, you know, to serve customers and to work on airline. And, you know, what kind of things do they see? You know, do people uh, start talking to each other and then all of a sudden they can't stop talking to each other throughout the whole flight and they walk off the, uh, they walk off the jetway together, never to be seen again usually because, you know, how often does this, how often does a flight attendant uh, have regular customers? Um, you know what? Somebody ask a flight attendant that for me. I'd love to know. Uh, anyway, that's enough about that. Uh, it's coming up on the end of the show. So last call people, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar, uh, because I don't have a waitress out on the floor and, uh, you know, I'm not going out there. So, uh, special thanks to Laura Hope and the art tones as usual for giving me this, uh, the theme song to Hey Bartender podcast. Go check out their stuff on Spotify, Apple music. They are a great band. Go check them out. Also like to thank the tipsy bartender for whether he knows it or not, letting me use his, uh, drink, uh, uh, the date night, uh, to, is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, the date night, um, for tonight's drink special. Uh, and, uh, you know, go out, give it a try. Remember people, if you want to be on Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is email me dude at heybartenderpodcast.com or message me on any of the social medias, uh, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. If you're interested in picking up a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt, go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and you can go, uh, find yourself a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt. And, um, not, not to mention a couple other things that are kind of cool, but go check it out. Now, if people were still, uh, uh, in, we're waiting for the next, uh, top, uh, variant of COVID to come out. So I want you to all to remember to be careful, be safe. And, you know, sure. Wearing a mask is a pain in the ass. Uh, you, uh, I had to wear a mask the entire trip between, uh, the second I set foot in the airport to uh the destination i went to and i wore the mask for like eight hours straight which most of you guys do um yes it's a pain in the ass but it's to protect yourself and to protect other people so uh if you choose to get vaccinated cool if you don't didn't uh if you don't want to get vaccinated cool uh but make sure to take care of yourselves because uh i've actually seen quite a few bartenders uh, say that they've caught the corona, uh, coronavirus and uh, uh, and got laid up for a little while and had to ignore their social medias, had to ignore their uh, other uh, outlets uh, just for a little while just because they were sick. One, uh, A couple of them even had to spend time in the hospital with uh, air hoses up their nose. So remember to take care of yourselves, people. Remember to tell everybody about Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, if you know somebody that wants to be on the show, tell them, tell, uh, tell them that the dude is an awesome guy and it's a fun conversation. And for those of you who, uh, listen to Hey Bartender podcast on anchor, there is a button on there that you can hit that helps support Hey Bartender podcast. For those of you who are really into this show and want to help me get this, keep this show going for as long as possible. 
if I could use your support, there is a support button on there and you can donate to Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, I will, af- you know, when I see people start to uh, help out Hey Bartender Podcast, I will give you a shout out on the show. So uh, look into that, donate it if you want to, and I would be greatly appreciated. Uh, so I can keep this show going and uh, get some other stuff uh, happening for the show. And, you know, I'm just asking for some help here. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. And as usual, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here!